God bless you this morning. Maybe we can turn the screen. I believe the true report, if we can, please. Welcome into the house of the Lord. I want to greet you all in the precious name of our Lord Jesus. Certainly glad to be gathered together. I trust you've come expecting this morning. I know Brother Tom, to quote, is chomping at the bit to get out here. So we're going to have a song service together and a special. And we're going to hear the word this morning. And it's going to be a wonderful time. Amen. We can know that with assurance because God said wherever two or three are gathered, he would be in our midst. Amen. So let's worship together. I believe the true report. Hallelujah to the Lamb. And this is one of those songs that if you think of every line that you sing, you're going to sing the song a little bit differently. This is an amazing song. Let's sing it together as we just worship. Oh, I believe the true report. Hallelujah to the Lamb. And I have passed the outer Never. Yeah. 
trust that's a reality to you this morning hallelujah let's sing how great is our god maybe we can just as we start to prepare to go to prayer this morning the splendor of a king clothed in majesty oh the splendor of a king he is clothed in majesty
How great is our God. He's more than able this morning to do that above what we can even ask or think. Amen. Maybe we can ask the brothers to come and prepare for the morning offering. We're going to go to prayer. And Brother Kyle, I know we ask you a lot, but it's always good to see you. Could I ask you to come, please, and open the service for us, if you would, in a word of prayer? Man, we don't have any written prayer requests, but we know there are many, many needs in the body. We just continue to remember our pastor and Sister Ruth, that God would strengthen them. And whatever God would lay on your heart this morning, as our brother Kyle will just come and lead us before the throne, please. Let's pray together. Precious Lord Jesus, we love you, Father. It's always such a privilege to be able to gather together, Lord. And Father, just... Depending upon your grace this morning. Sometimes we come, Lord, maybe we think we deserve a good service. But it's only by your mercy and by your grace, Lord Jesus, that we can even live clean, holy lives, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that work of the Spirit in our minds and our hearts, Lord Jesus. Lover, never take it for granted. That was you, Lord. It's you in our lives. It's you raising us up, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We're not just caught in the waves of insanity of the world, Lord. We can have clean minds, sound minds able to think right, live right, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. May they never grow old, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We're so glad to be Christians, so glad to be sons and daughters of God, so glad we can come and sing songs to worship you, Lord. May your heart be pleased, Lord. May you be touched. May something be refreshing for you, Lord Jesus. And may you help us all this afternoon. We're gathered on this summer day, Lord. We just want you to have your way. I want you to be the king in our midst, Lord. I want to sit at your feet. May you help Tom play his role. Help us all play our part, Lord. Be with those who can't be here, Brother Ed, different ones streaming and so forth, Lord. Those who are away traveling, be with them, Lord. Hallelujah. We want to walk with you, Lord Jesus. That's the greatest privilege we could ever have is to walk with you, Lord. So may us draw close to you, Lord. May we not be walking far away, but walking towards and with you, Lord. So we commit the service to you, the offering, tithes, all these things, Lord, the burdens of our heart, the secret burdens, Lord, we commit them to you. Pray you have your way in Jesus' name. You can have your seats. Brother Ben, could you start playing My Redeemer is Faithful and True, if you would, please? I want to welcome those who are visiting this morning. We did have a special welcome for our brother Phil and sister Cheryl Yance, all the way from Tennessee, visiting with their granddaughter Zoe. God bless you. Nice to have you here with us. And if you're visiting this morning, I just trust you feel welcome. I did see our Brother Gab, you're hardly a visitor here. Sister Natalie Boucher, God bless you. Welcome back. Glad to have you here. And anyone else joining by way of internet, we just pray God would bless you this morning. And we're going to invite the, the Briners, still going to come sing for us? <laughs> All right. Maybe you can come get ready at this time. I was supposed to play for them, and circumstances did not, did not allow that this morning. So thank you for having grace under fire here. But let's sing the song as they come and get ready. My Redeemer is faithful and true. My Redeemer, He is faithful and true.
Amen. Amen. It's beautiful. It's my message. Incredible. It's incredible what the Holy Spirit wants to do. I got a song I like to sing. He touched me. Let's stand, please. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. a song but a reality Lord not something we learn but something we experienced for some many years ago we can say this morning you continue to touch us by your presence and so Father God as we will look to you the author of this word Would you feed the hungry, quench the thirsty, save the lost, heal the sick, Lord, that we can truly say you are the master of the wind. Meet every need and every burden this morning, Lord. We're not here to play church. We're not here to see how much I know. We're here to touch the hem of your garment, So, Father, those that are visiting, may they be blessed. Those that are on the Internet, bless them. Also, those that are on holidays, away. We just pray that your presence, Lord, will minister to every heart and every life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you.
this resurrection morning. Nice to be in the house of the Lord. Beautiful song, girls. That was just lovely. And I trust this morning um, by His grace that we can come into an atmosphere of His presence and that He will minister too deep within our souls. And uh, might be a little bit different service for some. But all I know is that I don't want to play church. I don't want to play Sunday morning. I really don't. Brother Phil, nice to have you here. fire escaped the edge of the sword and out of weakness were made strong wax valiant in fight turned to flight the armies of the aliens women received their dead raised to life again and others were tortured not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection and others had trials of cruel mockings and scourgings yes moreover of bonds and imprisonment They were stoned. Sawn asunder. Tempted. Or slain with a sword. They wandered about. Sheepskins. Goatskins. Being destitute. Afflicted. Tormented. Our brothers and our sisters part of my body and your body and these all obtained a good report through faith received not the promise and God having provided some better thing for us 
that they, without us, should not be made perfect. Let's pray one more time. It's amazing, Lord, simply amazing that we'll walk the streets of gold together. And Father God, that we could stand with that blessed assurance that by that same faith that they stood, we live by the faith in the Son of God. I pray, Lord, that you will come behind your word, Lord. Speak to each heart and every life in Jesus' name. Amen. You may have your seats. As we often say, as Brother Bram said, it's very unusual that in an age where we're supposed to be so strong that he would preach on perfect weakness, and then to have perfect weakness is to realize in ourselves we really can't do anything. Brother Bram said in a message perfect strength and perfect weakness. He said, I've often said the greatest enemy I've got is William Branham. Can we put our names there? Who do you fight the most? You've got your own thoughts, your own complexes, your own victories, your own trials, your own mountaintops, your own valleys. And a lot of times we feel that we can fight this one through. I got it, is a big expression today. I got it. Let me, I got this. Really? We'll get into the scripture. He said, now, he says, the greatest enemy I've got is William Branham. He's the one that gets in God's way. He's the one that gets lazy. He's the one that gets to a place sometimes where he thinks he can do something about it. And I, I, I really, I've got two ways to go here, so you pray for me. Pray for me. He's the one that gets to a place sometimes where he thinks he can do something about it, and when he does, that shoves God right out of the picture. But when I can get rid of that guy when I can get to a place that he is out of the way then God can come over and do the things that William Branham knows nothing about so thus we we come and we start to speak and we start to talk and we start to have fellowship around this thought as Paul of any man could say and testify that he was a a very, very learned man. And yet all that he said, all that I knew and thought, I count as dung. There is one thing that we have to, Brother Branham says, and I'll just just lay a couple of quotes in Scripture for foundation. We have to master We have to master. And that we have to master is the uh, human ability. 
our ability. And realize that we have no ability of ourselves. We get taught, we get the impression of this age that we have a right for everything. Every ethnic group to every weird group to dogs have a right. And as one person said, even prisoners have more rights than we have. But there's one thing the bride has a right to. It's called the tree of life. And nothing is going to stop us from reaching that tree since God would send an angel in this hour to drive us back to the tree of life. What I get concerned about is that we don't have a personal walk with the Lord as much as we have a church walk with the Lord. We can collectively come to a church and feel very comfortable where we're sitting because that's where we sit all the time and you've messed up my mind this morning because a lot of you are not in your right spots. Sarah, what are you doing over there? Joel, come on, you're supposed to be over here. Waldner's over there. And even coming to church, and Jonas, my goodness, it's even empty. (laughs) Oh, you have a baby now. But we get comfortable. And because of the comfort of, of the age and the way that it is, we lose that pressing in. Really. That real pressing in. They asked me for a title, but the title's too long, so I'll read it to you this morning. The title of my message this morning is, God by human weakness pours himself into us, then uses himself. I feel humbled. God would come down to such a a person such as me. And he could find his seed, which of course he can, he's God. How many times is quoted, we are the manifestation of the sons of God, we are the predestinated seed, and we run that off so much. And it becomes common to us But there should be something within us with a thanksgiving in our souls. That he gave us the ability to become weak. Weak to our own thoughts and ideas that we could put on his thoughts and his ideas. Weakness 
is an inability to produce results. Weakness is the inability. Now, just a second here. I can do all things. That's right, you can. But you forget to finish the scripture. I can do all things through Christ. I'm sorry it's not through Tom. It's not through your favorite preacher. It's not through anybody else. But I can do all things through Christ. That strengthens me. Because the greatest gift the prophet had was to get William Branham out of the way. God give us gifts this morning that we can get ourselves out of the way. That the Holy Spirit himself will give us unction and desire for the things of God. It's not coasting time. It's resurrection time. It's rapture time. It's Holy Ghost time. When I was a young man, I was once, I actually was blonde. What were you, Brother Phil? And I had a favorite book. I know you're going to think it's Christmas God Revealed, but that's when I'm talking about when I first saved. Because he said, if you want to do anything, master... Young men, master this thought of human weakness and ability. Master it. But we get told we're this and we get pumped up and we are everything that we say we are. But we're that through Christ. Not our ourselves. Weakness is the inability to produce results. It has, obviously, its limitations. It conveys the meaning of powerlessness, weakness, and lack of strength. Isn't that just a great subject? I can see all you just screaming. Amen, Brother Tom. Preach weakness. I am. I'm going to, by the grace of God. So would you mind turning with me, please, to Philippians chapter 4. Master human ability. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatever state I am there to be, what? Content. In whatever state. In the good times. Whatever state. In the bad times. Whatever state. Be content. Not striving to be something you're not. Let God do his striving through you. Die to Tom Ray. I won't put your name there, but die to self. I know both how to be abased. And some of you could probably say amen louder now. than. And I know what it is 
or I know how to abound. And we've been there too. Abased and bound. Everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Verse 13. I can do all things. I can do all things. I can persevere. I can do all things. I can overcome. I can do all things. But it's not the ability of yourself. Your self-estimation of what you are needs to be torn down in the sense that you have to see yourself as Christ sees you. I can do all things through Christ that, that strengthens me. So I can do all things through Christ. So when I'm weak, then I'm strong. So when I die to self or I put Tom Ray in the background that we can allow then Jesus Christ to come to the foreground that we can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Can I take a, a few different translations? Diaglot, Greek, Aramaic. Listen to what Philippians 4 says. I can do all things which he's called me to do. And that, that, that's very important. Because every one of you is important. We all think that we can have it all bundled up in one. But you might have a part that you need to play yourself. And that gift that God has given you is in particular to you. You might say, well, look what Brother Branham had. That was his portion we have our own portion so now let's take a look at this I can do all things which he hath called me to do what Christ has called me to do so I can do it through him who not only strengthens me but empowers me Perfect strength is in perfect weakness. So I can do all things through Christ because it's him that empowers me. Empowers me to fulfill my purpose for him. I am self-sufficient in his sufficiency. Not I'm self-sufficient, but I'm self-sufficient in his sufficiency. I am ready for anything. I can do all things. I'm ready for anything. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him. My. If we can just have him. 
we're empowered to do anything for him. And there is a bride that's been empowered to live victoriously in this day. So our sufficiency, insufficiency, is in his sufficiency. And because of the prophecy of the word that's been prophesied, that word's empowered in you and I to perform to promise. Now here we go. We can do all things through him who strengthens us, who empowers me to fulfill his purpose, not Tom's purpose. I am self-sufficient in his sufficiency. I am ready to do anything and equal to anything through him, through the word. Not through you, not through another person, not somebody you're going to cry on their shoulder. It's in Christ. Not counseling. He's the counselor. This is where relationship comes into saints. Relationship with Jesus. That we're equal to anything through him who infuses me with an inner strength, with confident peace. Now, can we read that over again? Because some of you that are are in a trial need this. Some who went out of a trial needs why you need this. And you're going into a trial. That's why you need this. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things which he has called me to do. I can do it through Christ. He's called me to do it. He's called maybe you to be a housewife, Brother Brown said, or a farmer. Or you could be a mechanic. You could be whatever God's called you to do. He's got you there for a purpose. And Sister Elizabeth, I've used your husband's testimony many times around the world. But Brother Henry came to me one time. He said, Brother Tom, it doesn't seem like I could hold down a job. It seems like every time I get the right job, they fire me and I go to another job. And we went for lunch. We discussed it and found out that God was just moving him along, supplying all his needs for him and his family. But finally got to a location where a family got saved Brothers got saved. Sisters got saved. God watches over us in all things. So you say, I got, all of us got to be preachers. Well, if that was so, how would Brother Henry be used for God's purpose to be in a factory where he could be praying one night and I had the privilege to pray with him for this brother? I say to God be the glory. It's not in what we can do. It's what God can do through you for his purpose. I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him. Through him. A lot of times people want God to get out of your problems, get you out of your problems when you got yourself into it. Because our sufficiency is in him. But... I want to do this. And you know what? He'll just go back and say, okay, you go ahead and do that. And then when you get through, your, you're in it. And you say, how on earth did I get here? Because you wanted to do it. Did you actually take the time to say, Lord, should I be doing this? But now that you're in it, you want 
Oh, it's like somebody, I won't even look at the congregation. Brother Tom, help. We need help. But you didn't even ask before you went into it. But now you need help after the fact. I can't help you. Look to Jesus Christ as your sufficiency. (laughs) What an hour we're living in. What a day we're living in. I don't know how impacted you were where brother, I, some of you heard Brother Friesen from, from Philippines and, and Brother EBA, I, I don't know if he's on the hookup or whatever this morning. But God would have a brother from the Philippines come here and give testimony. He was VP of one of the largest construction companies in the Philippines had, had one desire to save money, save money, save money, save money. Make money, make money, make money for his retirement. His wife gets saved, message believer, invites him to church, doesn't come, doesn't want anything to do with it. She asked him to come to church, or he got up one morning and just out of nowhere said, let's go to church. She said, what on earth is going on here? She was worried because his background was Roman Catholic. And she says, I don't want to go to a Roman Catholic church. He said, I'm coming to your church. Comes to the church and is a visiting minister, visiting minister, ministers. And he said, who told that minister all about my life? Who exposed me? They don't even know me. How many of us can go down that trail? He said, God started to deal with me and I got home and and I thought, you know, I don't even have a Bible. I'm going to have a Bible app. And he's got cancer between his ear and his, his jaw. And it's a growth. And now the fear is on him that he's going to lose all that he's ever made for his cancer treatments. That was his fear. And cancer treatments are expensive. And obviously, we don't know that in Canada in the sense that we have... Healthcare, whatever we've got, a broken down system as it is. But all that is fear was that I'm going to lose everything I made. Saints, let me say something to you tonight. Hold everything loosely. Like Paul said, I know what it is to abound and I know what it is to be abased. In the good times, praise his name. In the bad times, he's got a purpose in your life. And he will lead you in his perfect will. Here he is. God speaks to him in the service. He says, that man doesn't even know my life. I need a Bible. And he downloads the Bible. And the scripture of the day in that Bible app was he was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of Our peace was upon him, and by his stripes, I am healed. At his weakest moment, God came down on the scene. It's not not bad to be realizing I'm insufficient in myself. But through Christ, I can do all things. 
It's allowing then Christ in you to empower you for every situation that you are going to meet. But Paul said in Hebrews, through all those trials, they conquered through weakness. So I want you to keep this subject thought in your mind. The prophet says, God, by human weakness, pours himself into you, then he uses himself. Was that Moses at the Red Sea, or was that God in Moses? Moses has already been humbled. He's already a runaway prophet. He's already had 40 years in the desert. He's already been beaten down and he meets the burning bush and he says, I'm not able to speak right. He was realizing his weakness. And in his weakness, in realizing God put words in his mouth, he conquered the strongest nation in the land. But if God's got a purpose for you, It might be for one time. Brother Brown said, just use your gift. One time. But Moses was called as an Exodus prophet to take two million people out of Egypt. Now, you ask, can I ask you the question? Can Moses do that in his ability? He was insufficient to be able to take two million people out of Egypt without a pillar of fire that was with him. They got to a Red Sea. Pharaoh's on his case. Chariots are out to destroy them. A Red Sea is at his back. Pharaoh's facing him to destroy them. Was it Moses that opened the Red Sea or was it the God that was in Moses? He had to empty himself that he could use the prophet and he would use the vessel to open the Red Sea. It wasn't Moses. It wasn't William Branham. It wasn't Paul. It wasn't Peter. They were able to come to a place in their lives and realize we're nothing. He's everything. And here is Peter at Gate Beautiful. And there is a, a, a man that is crippled and calling for alms. He's in his weakest condition. Was it Peter That said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give you thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and be healed. Peter couldn't do it in himself. It was the God that was in him that recognized he had faith to raise up out of his bed of affliction. Now, We can preach all in this format, but I want to get down to your life, my life. 
We so often say, we have the word made flesh today. This is what the scripture says. We are the manifestation of the word of God that has been unveiled in this generation. And we do speak those and we put those words on our lips and I'm thankful we do. But Brother Branham, in the, me- in the message, Christ the Mr. God Revealed, he said, if the life isn't backing up your confession, you've got a wrong confession. We have the most phenomenal, unbelievable, yet believable, glorious message that has ever been given to mankind. Throughout all ages, they have desired to see what you and I see. It's not a statement, it's a reality. But you're going to have to die to self to see the power of God's sufficiency in your insufficiency. But I've got a right. This is what I'm supposed to be. We'll get into that. It's Christ Jesus that empowers us to even come to a revelation of the new birth. It's not you. It's not me. It's Christ that starts to deal with you. You must be born again. You have to get saved. You need Calvary. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the blood of Jesus Christ to be your redemptive power. It takes God to do that. It's not my enthusiasm, and we've got some very enthusiastic preachers around here. It's how you walk with this one. How you talk to this one. How you commune with this one. Where we spoke on last week, I am the bread that come down from heaven. I am that manna that came down from heaven. He's still the I am this morning. And he's the I am to change your nature. Brother Bram said in identified characteristics, he says we've been invited to have our nature or our character molded by his divine nature. We've been invited. I invite you this morning. Ask him, Lord, mold me. Mold me into your likeness. Let me realize my self-insufficiency. Oh, you're a great preacher. You're the best. You know what you're doing? You're creating a bigger problem than you think. Well, you didn't expect me to say that. Kim, come on, tell me I'm the best preacher around. You won't because I'm not. But people want the accolades and they want the upliftment. There's only one person I know in the scripture that raises himself up and says, I will ascend. I will raise up. I'll sit on the sides of the north. I will do that. Oh, it's nice, Brother Bram says, to, to get the pat on the back once in a while. But don't do it too often. We might get big heads. And then we're not weak. 
Brother Bram said, it's the word itself made flesh in you. And you are a reflection of the hour. The message reflecting of it. You live it again. You live the life that was in Jesus Christ. Why? Because you're in the presence of the Son. Yeah. A little different message this morning. Brother Bram starts out and says, I need a killing. He says, we all need a killing. Yes, you are in God's thinking. I'm not going to take that away from you. Of course you were, or you wouldn't be sitting here a predestinated son of God. You were in his thinking. The great spirit in the beginning, before there was a beginning, you were in him. But remember the king of glory, the God of creation, the almighty, came down to a stinking stable for a reason. To let you and I know we aren't somebody. We're the nobodies. And then he makes you a somebody. He said, if you ever get to heaven, you're going to be fellowshipping with a bunch of nobodies. So why do we want to make ourselves somebody? You see, we can go in a channel, go in a channel, go in a channel, go in a channel, and it gets off balance. You have to remember when Satan came to Jesus, and he came even with scripture, but the word came back with the word and said, it's also written. So there has to be a balance. And we have to walk in that balance. You were in God's thoughts in the beginning. If you're a Christian, you was in him then before there was anything. You were in the mind of God. Pop. Yeah, pop. You tell me you understand that? A gazillion, million, whatever years. And before that, another. And you were in his thoughts forever and ever. Because he's eternal, you're eternal. Because he came and humbled himself. I believe there's a a recipe for us. Sister Joanne, Sister Linda, and Sister Marilyn were given a recipe from their mother. And Brother Henry always wanted that rib recipe. But there was a promise that they couldn't give that recipe out. And if you don't have the right ingredients, you're not going to get that recipe. You can guess. I think Henry guessed. Henry tried. Just about got it. Didn't get it. You have to have the right recipe. Well, there is a recipe for us in Christ. We have to have the right ingredients. The word himself is our sufficiency. It's not your thinking. It's God's thought in us. How's he think about that subject? What's God thought about that? How do you deal with that? Lord, what would you say about that? Or how do I handle this situation? 
But we just go boldly where angels fear to trod. You are in God's thinking. If you ever were a Christian, you were in his thoughts before the foundation of the world. The Bible says that the fullness of the Godhead dwelt bodily in Christ. So if you were in God and the fullness of God was in Christ, then you had to be in Christ. Because we were in him. The fullness of the Godhead dwelt bodily in Christ. I was in him. So the fullness of his thoughts dwelt bodily in Christ. And that's why a prophet can say, you were there at Calvary. You were there when he was raised from the dead. Amen. You are now in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But you had not one thing to do with it. It has everything to do with Jesus. Mm -hmm. You are not privileged like the generation calls themselves a privileged generation. We are privileged so far above that. We are privileged to sit at his feet. We are privileged to wrap ourselves in his righteousness. That's our privilege, saints. Our privilege is not to raise ourselves up, but to wrap ourselves in his righteousness. The entire word was in Christ. The fullness of the Godhead Milko was in Christ. You were in Christ if you were in the mind of God. All that God was, he poured into Christ. So now, he says, we've ascended by his spirit to the throne of grace, sitting together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, always. If I'm in him, I'm in heavenly places. For the germ of our natural life is brought down and germatized from father to father to father to father. So is the life of Christ germatized. That's the reason God used Elijah's spirit five times. What is it? The handling down. Just as your natural life traits were handed down from your natural breeding of your father, so is the spirit of God that was predestinated before the foundation of the world. And when the entire word, incomplete, was headed up in the human body called Jesus Christ, in there, God made me pay for my sins, for I was in him there. My sins are gone. Your sins are gone. You couldn't do it. You were insufficient. But he was the all-sufficient one. Hallelujah. When he rose, I rose. When he rose, I rose. I raised with him in the resurrection. And now we're seated with him. With power, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. It's his power, not my power. I'm given the authority. I've taken the authority. And if you could just ask the Holy Spirit to let you see this, 
you will conquer every spirit and demon from this moment forward. Because it's no longer Paul that liveth, but who was it living in him? Christ lived in him. It's no longer Tom Ray or Roy Florin, Michael Gagne. It's not us that live because we couldn't conquer Laodicea. You couldn't do this. These demons that have been loosed are after, Brother Ram said, the bride. So you think you can stand withstand one demon and there's 200 million more demons let loose on who? You, Stefan. But greater, greater is the sufficiency of God in you than those demons that would try to destroy you. Amen. We have the victory over Laodicea, over the drug scene, over the alcohol scene, over the sex scene, over the homosexual scene. We have Elohim. Abraham never got the baby. It wasn't his strength that did it. It wasn't Sarah that had it. My Bible says, as your Bible said, by faith, Sarah received strength. Receive power. Receive dunamis to conceive seed. God, by faith, gave her the power to believe all that the word promised. Hey, how do you think her life was when she watched Ishmael grow up? That was her carnal thinking that caused Ishmael to be in her camp. Her carnal thinking said, take Hagar, the bondswoman. That's where human thinking will get you. And you might get it for a few years. Because he came out at a certain age. But the Bible said, cast out the bondswoman. You got to cast out a few of your own carnal thoughts here. Yeah, you got to be man and women enough humble enough knowing and realizing you are insufficient in yourself my goodness a guy can shoot a ball a man can shoot a ball and three pointer and make himself 50 million dollars a year but he's a pervert he lives in the world a drug scene that you and I know nothing about and we idolize these idols they are fallen stars There's one in the hand of Lord Jesus that I want to reflect. You can shoot a puck in that upper hand corner and they can, you know, kick a soccer ball and flip backwards and kick it when they're on their head and they pay them $150 million. Ridiculous. But they get lifted up that they got a voice. You got these actors in Hollywood. Ridiculous. They now, they're, they're on the political scene telling America how to live and all they are are a bunch of adulterers and fornicators and just Hollywood stars and you want to see the news and that's all you have to read is the garbage of Hollywood? Listen, saints. I looked it up this morning and it's shy of books to read. There's no, there's no lack of it. They say it's just shy. I think it's one... 
129.322 million books. Three, 129 million. Let's just say 130 million books that they figure Google did it all search with all their log algorithms and everything. 130 million. Not worth reading. Here's one worth reading. You could take every library and burn them. But this word will never fail. Heavens and earth will pass away. But my word will not pass away. And then a prophet comes and makes that Bible alive. That's the only message. I don't want your watered down idea of the message. I want God's idea. People want to live every way they want to live. Let go, go, go have a, have at it. But you might have an Ishmael on your hands. And then you will need the visitation of Elohim to cast that bondswoman out. Oh, that Ishmael should live forever. Cast him out. I have no ability. Abraham had no ability. And neither did Sarah. So the reason for Jesus Christ to come in the world, 1 John 3 and Ed says, for the purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. To break the grip of sin, I put in my words there. Jesus Christ came into the world to destroy the works of Satan. Then I say in your inability or in your humbleness of receiving the great sufficiency, then you can say, as Paul says, I can do all things through Christ. It's in him. I'm crucified, as I've made reference to Galatians 2 and 20, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Sister Grace, she was just sitting there a minute ago. She walked out. One day stood right where Brother Curtis was, is right now. And it was a Mother's Day's message I was preaching. And I said, it being it's Mother's Day and we've been given the token, why don't we all mothers stand up and, 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 and claim your children for the glory of God? She stood up, couldn't have children. She said, I claim my children. And God gave her her little baby. We need to get into the inspiration of where God dwells. David said, your head will come off. He was the littlest of the tribes. He was a shepherd boy. And we we know the story from a little child. But here's the big armored Saul, the denominations. They couldn't deliver the people. But David was on the scene. He was a king in the wings. 
And you're a queen in the wings. You weren't invited to the Pentecostal feast. You weren't here when Brother Branham was here. But God, rich in mercy, sent his message. Rejoice, saints. God sent his message. There should be a little bit more leaping and jumping and praising God around here. Because I, I realize I read in my Bible when that crippled man came up. And he said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I give you your healing. And that man stood up. And he didn't sit there and say, well, I, you know, I'm going to pick that message apart, what he, what he said here. You know, I just heard that Barnabas just sold his farm. And gave them all a pile of gold. And everybody brought all their money in. Surely you've got a few silver coins. But he didn't have anything on him. He didn't say he didn't have any. He didn't have it on him. But what he had in him was his answer. It wasn't the gold coin. It wasn't the silver coin. It wasn't the Baptist church. It wasn't the Methodist church. It wasn't the Mennonite movement. It is God. You come to church this morning and you think, well, man, you got a, I mean, he's weeping, next thing he's quiet, next thing he's loud. Well, that's the way you get it, I guess. Too much self, not enough God. In. You know, where's Sister Geneva? Is she here? Geneva. Can you imagine I gave your testimony the other day? You don't even know it. You say, does Tom even, even know my testimony? Well, I know that you were a little girl one time over on the East Coast, and there was no one to marry. You know where I'm going, don't you? She couldn't do it. She could run around the country trying to find the right one, but God added in his mind that in her weakness, she was made strong through the man of God. That God brought by her way. We need to start expanding our thinking. And cast it down and then say, Lord, give me your thinking. That was an incredible thing, Sister Geneva. And so God has watched over Sister Grace. And watched over Sister Geneva. Got written here. Sister Francine, where are you? Where are you? Here I am. Cancer condition. Was it flowery speech or was, was it just because a man stood behind the pulpit and said, you got leukemia and God had cleansed you from that disease and you stood to your feet and God healed her? Was it man or was that God? So people are saying, well, where's God? Where isn't God? Where isn't God? We have testimony after testimony after testimony of the glory of God. Hallelujah, Gabe. Where's Gabe? Where's my buddy? There he is. I was thinking about it because I had another message I still haven't preached. It's on my desk. The message that morning I got up to pray. I had it all put together, put on my desk, ready to preach on Sunday morning. And as I got up, to get ready for the meeting. 
I started to pray, and God took my whole thought and gave me another message, and it was no less than God taking his spoken word and getting you, Brother Gabe. Praise the Lord, Sister Margaret. We don't need to let these things down. You prayed how many years for him? Brother Victor Sr., you got a jewel in the back. I remember sitting in the office with you and your boys. Looked impossible. We have a weeping dad. But in our weakness, God makes us strong. And by the grace of God, we got Brother Victor sitting in the back. I say, to God be the glory. And then it goes on. He got Joel, sick. He's in a a medevac, medevac. A helicopter, whatever they got, going to a, a trauma center. And the brothers got together. They got to pray. Pray for Joel before he gets to the hospital. God raises that boy up. What is it, saints? It's not our strength. It's his strength. In our weakness, we needed Jesus. Thank you, Brother Kyle. That's exactly what we needed is Jesus. Jesus, the word of life. Jesus, not a denominational Jesus, but a Jesus that came walking out of the pages of the Bible through this messenger, to this messenger. I want to ask you a question because everybody is really intelligent in this building. When Brother Branham was in that coal shed and an angel came walking into the room who was in another dimension that he could hear his footprints. How does that happen? So he's about this high, (laughs) and an angel comes walking in, and he could hear his footsteps. Was it William Branham that was able to see God, or was it God allowing him to see God? Uh Oh, we'll chip away. We'll chip away. Yeah, because we told how great we are. We've been told how great we are. We are great in him. How my perfection is in him. You want to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Start reading at verse 7. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> lest he got exalted. Let's see, I started to think that he was just really somebody. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations. Oh, you got to hear me. Really? I'll point you to a messenger you need to hear. When these brothers get behind this pulpit, it's not their thoughts. It's the Holy Ghost taking a messenger's thought and preaching the word because we don't have our own thoughts. Lest I should be exalted above measure. Oh, I'm such a wonderful apostle. We'll get there. Because he even deals with that within himself, thinking he's somebody, an apostle. 
Unless I should exalt above measure through the abundance of revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart me. I think we've all got a thorn. Your thorn is different than my thorn. I can barely put a shoe on this morning. But we're going to walk in faith believing. He knows how to bring you down to build you up. How many times have we sought the Lord on this matter? But I know I'm a better man now than I was. And by the grace of God... In Christ, I'll be a better man in the future. I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, now here's power. Here's power, real power, Billy. My grace is sufficient. Our sufficiency in his, in his grace For the headstone descended. What did it say, Brother David? Grace, grace, grace. It's the grace of God that gives you the power to overcome the world. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength, my dunamis, my power is made perfect in weakness. Here we go again. From Hebrews to Corinthians. Most gladly will I whine. (laughs) Trap. Not a filial trap, a word trap. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I'd rather glory in my infirmities that the power in his weakness and glory in his weakness, that the power of Christ might rest upon me. Where's the whiners here? Where's the complainers here? Where's the Buhan? Only a certain amount of people know what that expression is. Everything, as I was saying to a young man this past week, everything that we go through, every trial that we experience, every uh, situation that's brought before us, Every problem we face is to show that the conquering hero Christ in you will conquer that trial you face. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Now listen, therefore, he says this. I'm sorry, I jumped over verse 10. Therefore, I take, what is that word pleasure? Pleasure in what? Do you have your Bible? It's open? 
What does it say? I take pleasure in what? Your what? Oh, I know some of you can't even say it. Because that would mean you'd have to confess that you will rejoice in your problems. Uh Uh-huh. So let's read the scripture together. Not mind read. Let's word speak it. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in... (laughs) Can I hear glory? Glory! Glory! Lord, keep me in this atmosphere. Yeah. It's the devil on the shoulder that says you're a somebody. I can do this. Yeah, you can. But I'd rather I can do this through Christ. Because you might get an Ishmael and you might not like your situation until finally you get humbled enough that God has to come on the scene and drive that Ishmael out of camp. How about verse 11? For those that love their Bible, the Bible says this, I become a fool in glory, in glory. Yet, have, yet ye have compelled me, for I ought to have been commended of you, for in nothing am I behind the ch- very chiefest apostle, though I am somebody. Nothing. Here, let me read it out of the Amplified. Now I have become foolish. You have forced me by questioning my apostleship. Actually, I have been commended by you. Instead, I've been treated disdainfully. For I was not inferior to those super apostles, even if I'm a nobody. (laughs) It's powerful. He had his rightful place, but he took the lower place, admitting that he was nothing. Because why? God, by human weakness, pours himself into you that he uses himself. Remember, it's, Brother Bram said, in perfect strength by perfect weakness. Remember. It's the off-scours that God always picks up the nobodies. Then he makes them somebody for him. May not know it in this life. I thought that was interesting. I am a somebody. No. He says this. He says now. He says you may not know it in this life, but it will be in the one that's coming That's true. Here comes the bride to be ever at his side. (laughs) You will be a somebody. You will be the queen of heaven. You will sit with him in his throne because you are overcomers through Christ. Bram goes on to say in the Patmos church age book, 
But when you think of that little group whose members were sawn asunder, fed to lions, persecuted and driven from pillar to post, and yet stayed true to the word. Now, definitely, that would have to be God. How could they survive their battle of faith and carried on still? That's the miracle. Because it wasn't them, it was God in them. And this comfort is not for just the seven church age messengers. I love this quote. He said, the comfort of that overcoming life in Christ, in realizing that he is our sufficiency. This comfort is not for just the seventh age messengers only. Every true believer is in the hand of God and can draw from his love and power and receive the full benefit of all that God is to you, the believer. It's not just the messenger saying, it's for you to have overcoming power through Christ. Each one of us, bar none, that's predestinated for this hour at bride time, will overcome not through themselves, but through the overcomer, the mighty conqueror. Brother Branham goes on to say, out of your faith, out of faith comes your prevailing power. From your faith in this Christ, in him, becomes your prevailing power. That's overcoming power. It's by your faith in him. Now listen what he says here. It's that simple. There's nothing of such prevailing power as the revelation of the word. It broke the grip of every demon in your life, Marco. Power? You talk about power. It was not your power. It was in him. And he loosed you and took Satan's grip and ripped him. Listen, Jean came walking in here. Jean, can I use you a little bit? All right. He comes walking in here. Now, he's a good-looking man. He was a lot younger before when he came here, 12 years ago. Walks in here on a Wednesday night service. He's in his little preppy coat on and sitting in the back room, and he's got arms as tall as I am. And he puts them on the, on, on the bench there like this, you know, and he's sitting there real cool like, and I go, that guy is just too cool. But it was the word, as you have heard over the weeks, it is the word recognizing the word. It's not nothing other than the word in him that is the sufficient power that's going to lose him from the chains of self. You can be in your own little world and think you're something. 
and you're really just a bunch of dust. And you look in the mirror and say, oh, don't I look so cute? Well, just remember, you're going to look like me after a few years. And then if God should tarry, Brother Brown said, my river of life is getting narrower and narrower until when I get a little bit older, he says, nobody wants to talk to you. Don't want any more advice because they've got their own world to live in. Yeah. He says, and I'm coming down to that little narrow spot at 56. Yeah, we get older and older. God raised up these young men. But let them conquer natural ability. There's nothing of such prevailing power as the revelation of the word. May God begin by his spirit to give us continuous life-giving prevailing revelation. Oh, if the church could only get a fresh revelation... And become by it the living word manifest. It will do the greater works. And glorify our father that is in heaven. That's what we want to do. Not glorify ourselves. Brother Bram said in the rising of the sun. But our glorification is to glorify him. God may let you go through a little bit more trials. Mm -hmm. You might put you through a little bit more dry times. That might be your portion at this time. Maybe not. Maybe it seems like you get down on your knees and the glories of God come down. No man will glory in his presence. No man will say, I brought God down and brought God up. It has nothing to do with our ability. It has everything to do with his grace. You being a part of God, you had to be a part of the word. And when you heard the word, you know where you come from. You know that's the truth. And you are always the seed. And that seed was in you always. The word seemed the word that was in you. That was before the foundation of the world. And saw the word and you became it. Look at Paul. What a great theologian he was. But when he came face to face with that word, Jesus, it quickened him. He came to life right quick. He counted all that he knew as dung. Sat at the feet of Gamaliel, the highest teacher his father would pay for to teach him in the, in the law of God. But when he met Jesus, he realized he actually knew nothing. But to know Christ... It's to know life himself. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. He came to life right quick. Why? Because he was ordained to be it, because he was part of the word. And when the word saw the word, his, uh, the word saw the word, it was a part of him. So I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. Or I can do all things through Christ that gives me power. It's the same word, same Greek meaning. But it's not in you. It's, I, it's maybe sound like a little broken record, but maybe we're just trying to get the shell to crack a bit. We come to life at the end of the road and 
here I am, I'm coming to my last year. It's allotted unto man, three score and ten, coming to 70. God's been gracious to me. But the older you get, you'll find out, and this may be more towards the younger men, the older you get, the more you find out you don't know. But when you were 16, Thane, you thought you knew everything. Do you still think that? No, of course not. Hmm? Our parents couldn't tell us nothing. We knew everything. Ooh, don't dunk on me, Jaraya. Isn't it true? Well, hey, I, I was there. I was sitting right there. I, that was me. I had the world by the tail. I knew what I was going to be, and I knew, and all of a sudden... The resurrection came by my way. The word came by my way. Changed and turned my world upside down. It is the grace of God that you can be affected by the word. It is the grace of God that when the word comes by your way that you could actually say, Lord, that's what I want. Yeah, I didn't come to a nice church like you're at this morning. I had an old house that Brother Biscoll had in Cloverdale that he rented for young people to come to. Do you know what stigma it was to go to a house? Oh, I've been in Pentecostal churches. I've been in Baptist churches. I've been in churches, 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 churches. But when I walked in that house and there could have been a dozen or so, a dozen and a half people sitting there, something in me said, they got it. They got it. Wherever I've been, they don't got it. But whatever they got, that's what I want. It's the grace of God that will pull you into his presence. Isn't it, Gabe? Isn't it? You could have gone to a bachelor party. You could have done anything. You were out in Toronto. I told Dan when, when I first heard you were out in Toronto, I said, send him a ticket. I'll buy his ticket. Get him back here. This is where he belongs. But in God's due season... He had to go through at his lowest point. And when you're at your weakest moment, that's when Jesus comes. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm going through just a, a terrible experience at home. Let Jesus come on the scene for you this morning. Let him come by your pew. Let him lift you up into the presence of God. But you've got to yield to it. You've got to say, Jesus, come to me. Come to my soul, blessed Jesus. You've got to do the invitation. Don't just sit there and look at me. Just say, oh God, would you come on the scene for my need? My need, Lord. I got lost loved ones. I, I, I got family that need Jesus. He can do all things. You can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengtheneth you. I remember the first day I got saved. Still fresh as fresh can be, and it's going on almost 50 years. Walk in there, long-haired, dope-smoking hippie type guy. I wasn't a hippie, but I thought we were cool. Tried to be one, I guess. The wannabes. You walk into a house, you think that you're, you're something, and all of a sudden the word, Brother Biscoe was preaching, preaching, preaching. And I said, oh, God. 
would you speak to me? I've been looking for this all my life, but I'm too embarrassed. I can't go up front. Brother Biscoe says, now those that want God, why don't you just come up front? I said, oh no, I told Ken the other day, I will never go up front, ever, ever, ever. I will never say glory to God, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I had to eat my words a long time ago. But now, you might not think that anything happened. Brother Brown said in one place, I just listened to him, he says, why don't you just stand to your feet? You say, what good would that do? He says, just do it and see. He said, just do it and see. Just do it and see what God will do. Why? Because in our weakness, he's made strong. Amen, brother EVA. By his stripes, I am healed. In my lowest moment, Jesus can walk on the scene. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even blind Bartimaeus let out a hallelujah. But Jesus couldn't hear him because of the crowd and the noise. But he heard his faith. Some of you need to say hallelujah whether you like it or not. And let Jesus hear your faith. Hallelujah. He was at his weakest moments. A cripple from birth. Brother Branham said, then Jesus touched him. <laughs> Jesus touched him in his weakness. And when in his weakness, he was made strong. Hallelujah. Maybe this is for one person this morning, but maybe it's me. Maybe it's just me. How about the little widow? How about her? How about her? Alex, how about her? She didn't have any, anything left. Brother Bram said she was starving herself to death because she had no food for her little boy. No food. But it was already prophesied through the prophet, to the prophet. I have commanded a widow woman to feed you. She didn't know it. But she was in the thoughts of God. And Elijah had to be obedient to what God told him. And stood before a, just a little frail thing and said, give me a morsel to eat. But he said, I only have a little bit. Feed it for me. Get it, bake it, make it for me. She had to surrender all her strengths. She had little strength left, Gabe. Little strength left, but she was willing to give it to Jesus. The word. She was willing to surrender it all. And because of that, she got a meal out of the barrel that never ran dry. Surrender yourselves to Christ this morning, and your bowl will never go dry. How many young men come through our school, graduate, and we hardly see them anymore? Men sacrificed years, left their jobs to build that school, sacrificed wages and food from their own children so that school could be erected. And then you throw it back into the face of these parents. 
God have mercy on you. But they did it. And by their labors of love and in their weakest times, God rich in mercy will give them their children. I don't believe that God is a debtor to any man. I do not believe that you're going to stand before God and say, I surrendered this and I gave up this and I left a career and I did this. You did nothing. He did everything. Hallelujah. Brother Bram said every trial you go through, every low spot you go through, when you come out of that trial, you know your God in a greater way. And I can say amen to that. Every time I go through a trial, after I come out of that trial, I know my God in a greater way. Look at Job. Look at Job. He was the most noted man in the world. One, one scholar says he was the, known for his wisdom, for his wealth, and for his, his life, the way he lived. But God brought him to nothing to give him the greatest revelation that could be given to man. I know my Redeemer liveth. Take houses, take lands, take substance, but give me Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. We praise his name. We can rejoice. In God dealing and God moving and God speaking. Are we that numb that we can't enter in and pull on the presence of God? We just spectators, are we participants? Be a participant this morning and say, Oh, Holy Spirit, move around this field. Move in this assembly, Lord. Let's conquer human ability. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Spirit of the living God, fall fresh upon a people. Fall fresh upon the bride of Jesus Christ here at Little Cloverdale Bible Way. Let the presence of God move from individual to individual. And if you want to lift up your hands, you lift up your hands. You want to stand to your feet, you stand to your feet. Give him praise. Give him glory. Hallelujah. To God be the glory, great things he has done. So loved he the world that he gave him his son, who yielded his life blood atonement for sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be his holy name. Blessed be his name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless his name. We praise him. We thank him. We lift up holy hands and we praise his holy name. Hallelujah. He's worthy of praise. This is called the house of praise. This is a place where you can let off the pressure. This is a place you can run into and glorify Almighty God. Hallelujah. 
I wouldn't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I know him in the power of his resurrection. I can say like Job did of all, I know my vindicator liveth. He gave me my children. He gave me my wife. He gave me a body of Christ. Gave me a message. He gave me a pastor. He gave me a brother Biscoe. Hallelujah. Am I indeed thankful? I'm indeed thankful and grateful. Hallelujah. Musicians, why don't you come? Why don't you come? Hallelujah. Praise his name. Praise his holy name. Glory. Glory. If you don't praise him, the rocks will cry out. I don't want no rock taking my place, but let the revelation that's in you praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. We praise him, 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 we praise him. God, by human weakness, pours himself into you. He pours himself into you. Then he uses himself. He doesn't use you. He uses himself in you. May the Holy Spirit grant to you your desires as you stood to your feet and you worshiped him out of the sacrifice of praise. May he blanket you with his glory and his presence. How great is our God. How great is our God. Oh, sing with me. Is our God.
<laughs> Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Start it up. Speak the name of Jesus. Oh, speak the name this morning.
the name of Jesus, Brother Milko. We speak that word. There's healing in the name. There's healing in the word. Amen. We're not going to forget you. We can never forget you. Amen. And Jesus took the lame, the halt, the sickma. Amen. He's the same yesterday, Ella. Yesterday, today, and forever. Expect a miracle. Expect Jesus to move. May he meet your expectations. Hallelujah. You say, maybe I didn't understand. Maybe the service this morning. All I understand is let yourself down low and raise him up high and give him all the praise this morning. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Believe in not believing the songs Michael sings it's not hard to believe just standing on the mountaintop glory
and I need the faith. sunny skies, cloudy days, that has nothing to do with it. It's how you are believing. Believe in the one that's able to conquer all things through Christ alone. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, this morning, It's indeed a great and grand paradox that in perfect weakness, we have perfect strength. And yet, Lord God, you're the master of all paradoxes. It may be unbelievable, yet it's still the truth. Lord, different ones stood, different ones raised their hands, different ones have worshipped, different ones have called on your name. It's not how loud we shout. It's not the commotion, Lord. You can speak very quietly in the heart by a still, small voice. Would you speak, Lord? Lord, it has been my grand and great privilege to stand before your people this morning. And Lord, I pray that something would have been said that would have helped someone. Father God, they realize I'm walking with Christ the supernal one. Walking with the word himself, no different than Enoch walked with God and was not. And so, Father God, I pray for every soul that's represented here. Those that have been faithful in the distant lands that have hooked up with us, Lord, through the internet these many years supported this little work this church I pray your blessing on each and every soul this morning I pray father that the glory of your presence will just rest upon every heart may they go magnifying and glorifying God and may father God you be pleased this morning in our believing and in our faith in Christ alone I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, service has gone to an end now. Ah, if I'm a little straight, sorry. 
I just want to see more of Christ in me as I would and prayed for Christ in you. May the heart of God be your portion. And may you walk into the promises of God until we walk out of this dimension into another. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your support. God bless you all. And may God grant to you what you asked him for this morning. It's not if, it's just a matter of when. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Greet one another.